for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boo Ooh, going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While putting my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my my lineups, my bank account grow I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Reader tonight, I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in And only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking And all of these spots keep on talking and talking So what are we talking? What kind of alignment? And running it deep, even players forgotten Or came from the bottom or hitting that topping And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping And woo! This is the arm chat, yeah Put up your arms, yeah Sound the alarm, yeah What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 352 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lebowski, the dude. Uh, we are here tonight, of course, on the Going For Two Live Podcast Network, uh, and you can find us uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, and we're also now on goingfor2.live, the website, and of course, syndicated in all major podcast networks. If you're on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button, uh, and uh, it'll help us out on our algorithm. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, uh, Limo and Emo, uh, sorry, yeah, Limo, Emo, and Doug. What's up, man? Limo, Emo, and Doug. <laughs> yeah, man, checking in tonight. You see I'm rocking the stash. Got my boy Emu over here, ready to break down some picks for week eight. Good stuff. And joining us tonight as a guest, uh, not as a co-host tonight, uh, we have the uh, the great coach, Coach Sanders, a.k.a. Dion Sanders. What's up, man? What up, guys? It's been, uh, been a minute, but I, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, thanks for addressing me as Coach Sanders, as I should be. That's who I am. <laughs> but, guys, I miss you guys so much. I told you guys I was going to come in for at least one show this year. Um, but, yeah, this is the show. I mean, let's get straight to business. I mean, I think we have a lot to cover, and I think the people want what they want. They want winners. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, before we get into the uh, the rewind, though, I want to plug real quick. We have our fifth annual DFS for Toys DraftKings tournament that I'm running. Uh, the contest is free to enter. Of course, you're encouraged to donate. Uh, we are giving away a championship belt courtesy of FantasyJocks.com. Uh, the contest, though, is invite only, so you must go and register. You go to register at goingfor2.com backslash toys. Uh, it takes, like, literally three minutes. It asks you for your name, your email, and your DraftKings handle, just so that if you win, I can find you and figure out who you are. So please go to goingfor2.com backslash toys to register. Uh, the link to donate is also there as well. Any amount is appreciated, $5 up to $5,000. It doesn't matter. Anything can help. Uh, I think uh, I got the goal set currently at $1,000. I think we can crush that. So again, goingfor2.com backslash toys. You can register there, donate there. All the details are there. Go check it out. Let's rewind. The Weekly Rewind. 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 All right, Gerson, since you haven't been on all year, we'll let you go first here. Give us your uh, your your rewind this week. One good, one bad. So uh, I put on a sheet. That I didn't play DFS last week weekend because I went to a Halloween party. It was the first actual social setting I've had in like probably three months. As you guys know, the main reason why I can't be on the show is because of my work. My work schedule 
messes me up so much. And these guys have seen it in chat. Like I'd be working till like nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night. So I turn my my stuff to Prize Pick because Prize Pick allows me to just do it on the on the go. You know. Uh, sorry, I know we are sponsored by Underdog. My bad, dog. Uh, don't get mad at me. You know, don't 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 kick me out. But um, I find I think I was all over the Colt game. I love that Colt game. It was about good value. I hit on a couple of price picks on there, but I mean, one good, one bad. I can't tell you. But this week, I'll tell you next week if I if I I'll, I get on Twitter or something, man. All right, good stuff. Tim, what you got? This portion of the program is presented by Liberty <laughs> Mutual. No. Uh, last week, uh, if you were in the chat, you would see on um, Sunday morning, I pivoted pretty hard to Dante Foreman. Uh, I said last week in the chat that if he was the only guy to go on Sunday, I was going to go back to him. And uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't have him in cash, but I basically had him in a lot of my GPP lineups. Uh, so that worked out well for me. Unfortunately, most of those had Cooper Cup in them. So, yeah, two for 29 was not great, uh, especially at his price. So, yeah, kind of kind of tanked me from having a big week, especially getting Foreman at such low ownership. Yep. I actually uh, took your advice and pivoted to Foreman right before the start of the games. And then I'm driving somewhere and I'm listening to the radio. It was between Foreman and uh, and, and Ford. And of course, Ford had that 69-yard run. I'm like, damn it, I chose wrong. And then Foreman goes off and has three touchdowns. And I'm like, OK, we're good. Uh, yeah, shout out to Scott in the chat who said last week after Foreman scored the first one, oh, man, we got to catch up to Jerome Ford. And then within like five minutes, he had like more than a clip. Yep, yep, 100%. All right, so my one good uh, is actually the fact that I faded for the first time, probably of this life of the show. I faded Keenan Allen. Uh, I said on the show that I play Keenan Allen when he's under 8, 8K. He was 8.6 last week. I faded him. Uh, unfortunately, I faded him for Cooper Cup, so it didn't really work out too well for me. But yeah. uh, I did avoid Keenan Allen in all of my tournament lineups as well. Uh, and then my one bad, which it was kind of good, but it ended up being bad because he didn't score any points. I talked about this week he will get greased with Devonte Adams. He had 12 targets, so they were greasing the wheel. Unfortunately, it didn't amount to a whole lot of anything. I think he had 56 yards and no touchdowns. So uh, if you paid up for him, you didn't get what you wanted out of him. So uh, Adams is my one bad for the week. All right, let's jump into the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, I'm going to go ahead and hit the double drop. Lock Lock it it in. All right, two weeks in a row, I'm going to lock in quarterback. Last week, I locked in Josh Allen, who wasn't great, but he wasn't bad either. He was just okay. Uh, This week, I'm locking in Mr. Lamar Jackson at 6.1 at Arizona. Uh, 6.1, I'm sorry, 8.1 at Arizona. Lamar Jackson is basically a running back playing quarterback. I think he's averaged double-digit carries since uh, Dobbins went down. Um, so you take those, you know, 10, 11 carries on top of that, you add, you know, a quarterback that can throw the ball as much as he did last week, had a couple touchdowns, some great stacking options. Arizona, we've already talked about a couple times this year, is that they're sort of the, the team that you play your quarterbacks against. They're awful against the quarterback. So it all lines up for LJAX having a huge, huge game. So uh, I'll take LJAX 8.1. Eight Gerson, we'll go to you for the, the next pick here for the, your, your elite quarterbacks. My bad. I'm I'm doing the 12 pack challenge, guys. So I gotta I gotta <laughs> keep pace here. I gotta keep pace. Hey, I'm back. You know, I'm back. 
Got to keep your quill packed pack challenge. Okay. So, there you have Al Jack. I love Al Jack this week. He's probably going to be that high quarterback I want to pay for. I do. I just want to mention straight up. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If you want to play him, go ahead. I haven't played Patrick Mahomes in a long time. Not because I don't think he's a great quarterback. It's just his stacks always turns out to be expensive, which is Kelsey. And then whoever you run it back with, the player that's going to get you the most point on the back side is going to be a very high, highly priced player. So you're paying Bobby, what, 40% of your roster already? Yeah. So, but the guy I love is Jalen Hurts. I'm all over Jalen Hurts this week against the, uh, ooh, that was close. Ooh, that was very close. <laughs> the Washington Commanders. Um, I just look at it this way. Running quarterback, right? Oh. But in my opinion, what running quarterback did great against them? Justin Field, right? I think Jalen Hurts is way more talented than Justin Field passing-wise. And running-wise, maybe, uh, maybe Jalen Hurts isn't as fast as him. But he's smarter than him, I think, IQ-wise. I love Jalen Hurts in this game environment. I think you can stack this game either way with the three weapons and run it back with someone else. Guys, if DJ Moore can have a huge game against the Washington Commanders, what makes you think that A.J. Brown can't? Yeah. And if this game goes off, let's say Philadelphia gets ahead by, I don't know, 28 points, the Washington Commanders are going to have to throw the ball and run it back with uh, one of the wide receivers or tight end. Logan Thomas had a big game against the, that one day when Justin Field played. I just look at it like... Jalen Hurts has the the highest ceiling, probably one of the highest ceiling next to Lamar, right? And I, I love that we just mentioned Lamar and Jalen, two running quarterbacks at the top plays. Yep. But I love Jalen this week. I, I think people are sometimes scared because they think he doesn't get there with the passing game. But I think this defense will allow it. Yeah, I agree. I think Jalen Hurts is the other quarterback you'd play if you're paying up. And yeah. I love uh they are the flow chart, by the way. The flow chart quarterback team is Washington. Yeah. So I love Alex's uh his name here for you. Gion Sanders. <laughs> I like it. There you go. <laughs> All right, we'll move down into the mid-tier team and we'll go ahead and let you talk about a mid-tier quarterback you got here. Yeah, I only have one mid-tier quarterback this week, and that's CJ Stroud. Uh battle of the number one versus number two picks. Uh, normally you want to play running backs against Carolina, but uh, one thing we've seen from Houston is that their offensive line is much better pass blocking than they are run blocking. So a lot of people are going to want to play the running backs this week. One stat that I looked up, the Carolina Panthers pay zone defense at one of the highest rates in the league, over 80%, and C.J. Stroud has been much, much better against zone defense. So I think in the battle of the top picks, C.J. Stroud is going to win out. And you're going to get awesome leverage because nobody wants to play the mid-range this week. Everybody's paying all the way up or all the way down. Yeah, I like it. Speaking of mid-range, Gerson, you got a you got a bunch of quarterbacks there in the mid-range you like. Talk about a couple of those guys. So I'm going to talk about the guy that basically I think everybody's not really looking at. And to me, let me explain the ownership real quick. Um, Lamar is coming at 11.3%. Uh, Obviously, that cheap quarterback we'll talk about later on. Uh, shockingly, Patrick Mahomes coming at 9%. I'm not on that. Like, I don't think... Denver did pretty good tonight, last game. Um, and 
it, it I'm just I'm not I'm okay. I'm I'm done. Um Jalen Hurt, seven percent. I kept looking, I'm like, where is Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow at four point seven percent. We just saw Kirk Cousin light the 49ers up like it was Hanukkah or whatever it is um, <laughs> on like their holiday, like 18 candles or whatever, how many candles it is. Like he lit them up, dude. Like Kirk Cousin with Jordan Addison, dude. You imagine Joe Burrow with Jamar Shape? Like, I don't, I get the price is incredible. 6,000. We're talking about a quarterback we used to pay at least 7,500 for, 7,800, 8,000, you know? I mean, I believe if I look at, if I look at him, the cheapest he's been, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, last week he was 6,200. He went for what? Three times, four, four times value. I'm going to chase that. So to me, no, that was week five. Sorry, but I'm going to chase that. And and to be honest, what was crazy and Jeff, I don't know if you watched that game, but the 49ers didn't generate any pressure. No, it didn't look like they generated any pressure. Joey Boza, who, who's what defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, Nick, Nick Boza. Sorry. Nick Boza, who defensive player of the year. Didn't generate a lot of pressure. Do you have, uh, what was his name, Hardgrave you guys invested in? Yep. Not a lot of pressure. Is this line going to generate a lot of pressure against Burrow? Maybe. But here's the way I put it. $6,000 is pretty cheap. I pivot from the ownership, and I get the ceiling of Jamar Chase. And you run it back with, I don't know, Ayuk, you know? Yeah. No, I like that call. I mean, I, I watched the, the Vikings pick my team apart last week. We're supposed to be. And I've been saying it all year. If anybody wanted to talk to me about their, our defense, I've been saying that we aren't that good. We're just beating everybody by 30 points. It's easy to play defense yeah. when you're up by 30 points. But in, you know, even the Rams, when they played us, I think week two, like they were just moving the ball all over us. We just they, we just scored more points than they could. So, yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. I like that call. One thing that I was really surprised about when I was looking this up is just how many points y'all give up to wide receivers. Yeah. Like I knew it was mm-hmm. high, but y'all are like near the top of the league. And I think part of it is that nobody tries to run the ball against the 49ers. And a lot of people are in negative game scripts, so they have to throw. But I mean, a couple of positions, y'all are top five yeah. given up in the league, which is just wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to get too, too analytical here, but our new defensive coordinator likes to blitz a lot. And we have never right. been a blitz team before. We always just rushed four and got pressure. He blitzes a ton, which obviously leaves the receivers one on one. And if we don't get home, which we haven't been getting home, the receivers are going to burn us. And that's exactly what happened in the last game. We, we or, say, or in the case of Jordan Addison, where he literally takes the ball out of the <laughs> yes, other guy's hands. Exactly. And then runs. That yeah. was that was awesome, dude. That that was like, like what? It got to be at least a top ten yeah. of this year in the far so far in this season. That was yeah. yeah. That was his, his as you would say, Gerson. That's his I'm him moment. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right, so I have one. I got one mid tier guy, and it's the guy that we just talked about uh, dicing up my team. And I got Kirk Cousins at uh, at six point yeah. nine at Green Bay. Um, you know. I, they're a passing offense. They they can't run the ball against anybody, it seems. So they're going to throw the ball a ton. Um, and I think Cousins, you know, he struggled in Green Bay. I looked up his splits. He's had some rough outings in Green Bay. So there is that to worry about. Uh, but I do think they're going to pass the ball a ton. So I think at Kirk Cousins, 
you know, I'm not living in the mid tier. I think I'm either paying all the way up to the guys we talked about, or going to pay pay down at some of the quarterbacks we're about to talk about. Uh, but Kirk Cousins is in the, is in my player pool at least. I'll have some exposure to Kirk Cousins. I didn't look at this, but maybe Tim. I know Tim always looks at this. Does, do the Vikings have that Monday night pricing? Yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I was going to talk about that when we got down to wide receiver, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is oh my bad. Strange my bad. That, well, it's kind of strange though. Just what we'll talk about real quick. It's week eight. Right. Usually you see the Monday night pricing errors like week two, week three, week four. But it's just so weird that Jordan Addison just exploded last week. And then obviously after the pricing came out. So, yep. yeah, we get one week eight. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move down into the value tier. Uh, Gerson, is there a couple more guys? You, I know you had a bunch there. Do you want to talk about did you, did you mentioned that? Well, I'll, I'll just mention them real quick with Brees uh, discussing uh, Dak Prescott against the Rams. The Rams can keep up pace with them. Dak Prescott, the Cowboys have been the slowest paced team, but the Rams have been one of the higher paced teams. And they're just they're just gonna push the push the Cowboys there. Uh Trevor Lawrence to me is more of a GPP play. I think uh Trevor Lawrence in this game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is always known for their defense, right? They don't have a defense this year. Mm-hmm. That defense is as soft as like ketchup when it used to be called Heinz Field, man. <laughs> that 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 defense is so weak, man. Um I, I like I like him. He's at eight percent ownership. Um, Dak is at the, one of the higher ones. He's at well, he's at eight point nine. Damn, it's hard to look in these glasses. <laughs> I have to like take this shit off, man. Uh, eight point nine, and then yeah, I mean, like to me, those are the two quarterbacks I'm looking for in the mid-year. It's gonna it's gonna be a crazy week. I, I think we're all waiting for one news, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll let Tim go ahead and kick it off here with the value. I'm sure that's the news you want to talk about. No, I'm not. I, I'll let you talk about your guy. I'm going to talk about the guy that I wanted to play before this news came out, and that's uh, Gerson just shouted about in the chat, Mr. Minshew Mania. Man, absolutely blew up last week. Yeah. And he's really had kind of two good weeks in a row. So if there's one thing we know about this Colts team is they're going to just kind of let him go out there and do his thing. He had two rushing touchdowns last week, two little shimmy shakes in the end zone, uh, in addition to a couple of long touchdowns. And, you know, he was playing a pretty good defense, right? And I think this week uh, the Jags are one of those teams that we like to attack. Yeah. Or not the Jags, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. To me, this seems like if this guy we're about to talk about is, you know, not going to be a play, which I think he is, but if he ends up not being a play, I'm probably going to go back to Minshew. All right, yeah. So the guy that we're all kind of dancing around, of course, is uh, Sam Darnold at four point three versus Cincinnati. Uh, so I've been following the beat reporters, and it really does sound like Brock Purdy is going to get cleared tomorrow from his concussion protocol. And if he is cleared, he will start. Uh, so that'll throw a wrench in this. If for some reason he does not clear tomorrow, Darnold is pretty much the chalk quarterback. I know Gershon, you had the you had the ownership earlier. I'm sure that hasn't been updated yet. What's the ownership currently on Sam Darnold? So Sam Darnold right now, he's at 11%. He's the second-highest-owned quarterback next to Lamar. And to give you an idea, Lamar is at 11.3. So it's basically he's like 1A, 1B. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I don't think Brock Purdy's playing. There's no way they're going to play him on a short week. The NFL, I, I guarantee you, and, he, and we know this, like people think the NFL is scripted and shit, but I bet you there's people in the background going to be like, oh, you're going to play Brock Purdy on a short week? And they're gonna go after the NFL. They're gonna they're gonna look into it, yeah. And they, because Brock Purdy didn't get tested in game, he was on a flight 
Yeah, so he didn't show us. And then they said that he had concussion uh, symptoms. Like, think about it. Like, how dumb do you have to be to realize, oh, yeah, I, now I feel weird, dude. Like, uh, on a plane, it took you that long to admit it? Yeah. Like, I get it. I love Brock Purdy as, like, a as a football player. Like, he goes out there and, and puts it all on the field. But, dude, that's your life, bro. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, like I said, it, it all signs point to him getting cleared. He's practiced the last two days, so it's it's hard to see him not get cleared. But you're right, the NFL yeah. could step in and. Didn't Jimmy G do the same thing? Jimmy G would have been out. <laughs> he would have been out of that game. He would have never finished that game. Jimmy G is no, a, no, no, no. Jimmy, Jimmy G got like he got cleared yeah. and everything. Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah. It was a couple of weeks ago. He was like practicing but then he didn't get cleared to play. oh oh i got you i thought you meant so sa- same kind of situation i thought you meant it yeah i'm, I'm with gerson on this one if i had to put a percentage on it i'd say 90 percent purdy doesn't play Fair enough. right we always gotta you know we gotta leave that little bit right make sure you have your lineups ready right if inactives come out on sunday morning and we find out purdy is playing but i think most people are going into the weekend assuming purdy's hey, not gonna play i'll tell you what and jeff i was gonna save this for the end but and I say this, tune in on Sunday Oh yeah. for the answer to the test. I'm coming for you guys. <laughs> oh. I'll be there. Nice. I love it. I love it. All right. We yeah. spent we spend way too much time on quarterback, typical. Uh, right. So I'm just going to mention a couple guys. Uh, how me and uh, Tim both have Sam Howell. Uh, Philly's pass defense is, is not good at all. And now they're going to pass to keep up with Philly. So Howell at 5.2 is viable. And I put Dennis Ritter, or De- Dennis, Desmond Ritter. Uh, at Tennessee, uh, their, their pass defense was already bad, and then they traded away probably their best secondary player this past week, so they're going to be even worse. Uh, and Ritter has some uh, rushing upside as well, so he's 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 in there in my player pool as well. Let's move into the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, Gerson, we'll give this one to you here. You got uh, you got one elite guy. Go ahead and talk about him. So, I mean. This guy, probably what the most popular player of the of the week, probably the most popular person in the world right now as a man. His name is uh Travis Kelsey, aka Taylor Swift's boyfriend, as I like to say it. I mean, I've been giving a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans. I'm like, hey, did you see that dude? Like, dang man, that tight end like really popular on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he's dating that girl, like she looks like a high school girl. Um, <laughs> Taylor. Taylor, oh, Taylor Swift, yeah, dude. But no, I mean Travis Kelsey. Um, we saw Travis Kelsey. What was it? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Like basically towards the Broncos, and he's done it his whole life. Uh, two weeks ago, he had nine for nine. I mean, that's pretty impressive. 124 yards, and that's what we want out of an elite tight end. But I always say this: to me, this Kelsey's expensive. But you have to find value if you're going to play them. And right now, tight end, this tight end slate is crazy. Like, I've never seen some. And it's crazy because I, I listened to the podcast last week, and I believe you guys said there's a lot of, I, there was a, it might be a double tight end, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah. Yep. And it was. And yeah. the Millie Maker, the Millie Maker won with a double tight end. Yep. And I was like, holy smoke. Wow. They called it. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe this week is a double tight end. Yeah. You, you you know a player is popular when my wife knows his name 
Uh, yes. Granted, she called him Travis Khaleesi. Uh, I said, no, no, it's, it's Kelsey. It's Close not enough, Khaleesi. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, uh, but like, you're talking football to me? Yeah, exactly. He's like, who's that Travis Khaleesi guy? I'm like, who the hell is Travis Khaleesi? And then it clicked. Um, you know, the only other guy that I have in the elite tier, of course, is the other guy that we typically have in the elite tier. Mandrews uh, at Arizona, 6.4. He's $2,000 cheaper than Kelsey. Similar upside as him. We already mentioned we like uh, Lamar Jackson in this game, so he makes it for an easy stack. Um, so if you're going to play somebody besides Kelsey in the elite tier, it would be uh, Bandrews. Tim, let's move down into the mid-tier here. What you got? Yeah, I'm going to play your boy Kittle. I feel like we have a kind of an equation in this show, right? If Ayuk or Devo is out and Kittle is active, play George Kittle, right? And I think that's it's a Kittle week. Uh, I love the mid-range at, at tight end this week. I may or may not pay up for Travis Kelsey, but Cincinnati's one of the worst teams against tight ends. It's a great matchup. They play a lot of man and give up stuff over the middle. Uh, and we see that, you know, last week he had seven targets, right? He's yep. very dependent on Debo or somebody being out. So I think it's a, I think it's a Kittle week. Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Kittle. I'm going to have a lot of him this week. Yeah, I hope you're right because I think we need him to be that, to be that guy to, to win this week. So, yeah, I like that call. Gerson, what you got in the mid-tier? You, you don't need Kittle to pull up his shirt. And then tell you, do you lose two hours in a, in a row? Yeah, no. Mm. We're, we're, yeah, we've lost every game since he's done that. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, so. hey, it's still better than Chase Claypool, who is the most cursed player in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. He went to Miami, and they've lost two in a row yeah. since they traded for him. So. He hasn't won. Yeah, but at least we can no. respect it all. Chase Claypool is just trash. That's correct. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know how he still has a job. Like, put him on the scout team, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Um, so like I mentioned, like there's a lot of tight end, um, and this is going to be a repetitive pattern. I've been saying it since beginning quarterback and I'm going to Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. I mean, the guy is just getting peppered with so many targets right now. And, and this, this came after the coach said specifically, we need to get Dallas Goddard involved. This yeah. was two weeks ago. And in the last two weeks, last week, he got five for five, 77 yards and a touchdown. Last the week before that, he got eight targets, uh, five weeks up. I really need to take off these damn glasses. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, uh, oop, sorry. There's the first one. There's the first one. Uh, eight for five, 42 yards. I mean, he getting pepper target the, the week before that with nine for eight, 117 yards and a touchdown. I mean, if, if that was got it, it's 4,600. So yeah. let's say that was got it, 4,600 with Jalen Hurts. And he gets you a touchdown in 50 yards. I mean, that's medium value right there. Um, but like again, I I'm, the more I look at tight end, it might be a double tight end. And the only person that knows about double tight end is Tim, because I don't ever do double tight end. <laughs> uh, so the tight end that I like, um, I think is fairly chalky. Uh, Evan Ingram uh, at Pittsburgh, 4.5. Uh, I think since week one, he's had at least uh, seven targets, I believe, in every game uh, since mm-hmm. week one. So he's obviously a big part of this offense. Gerson mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, T-Law is a, a GPP quarterback. A good stack mm-hmm. option is Ingram. Um, he's also a guy they look for in the end zone as well. So uh, at 4.5, you know, it's for me, it's between Ingram and, and Goddard uh, at, at 4.8. Those are the two that I really like. But there is one guy, Gerson, that you got, and I just heard tonight on a podcast on the way home from work that this guy is getting a 30% target share over his last oh. three games, which is basically like receiver numbers. Talk about Mr. Uh... Baller, baller, shot caller, 
Hey, man, you speaking music to my ears, man. Um, oh, I guess Daniel Jones doesn't know when he has talented players on his on on the field, right? But Tyrod Taylor does, and I don't think Daniel Jones is playing this game. So I'm going to Darren Waller, man. Darren Waller has almost in the last three weeks. He had almost like I think so. What eleven, seven, eight? Do the math. That's like um, do the math. Smarter than me. Do the math because I don't want to do it. <laughs> Twenty six. Yeah, you, you're way smarter than me, Tim. You, you, you have a college degree. I don't. Um, but yeah, I mean the guy getting targeted. Uh, Fifty two hundred. It's a little pricey, but he's the only wide receiver in that position. And I tell you this, um, Sauce Gardner's not going to cover him. Nope. That's for sure. And I'm a Tyrod Taylor is a one like one. If it's not I mean, there, I'm running. Yeah. If it's yeah. not there, I'm running. One read. And he did that. I watched that game against the Bills. I was like, holy crap! This guy just looked and then run, look, then run. And he kept doing that to Darren Waller. I love Darren Waller this week as a GPP play. Yeah. Yeah. You guys take a guess his ownership. Take a guess. I, I will give you. I will. Give you a hundred dollars if you guessed even close to it. I'm gonna go three percent. Yeah, I have no idea. Five percent. Zero point seven percent. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. I, I think that'll go up by Sunday, but that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I said, I just mentioned that stat. I heard it on uh, the Fantasy Footballers podcast, the DFS podcast. He's got a thirty percent target share in the last couple games, and that's you know related to Tyrod Taylor. Crazy. Yep. So yeah, it's all Tyrod. All right, let's hey, move. strictly strictly GP play. Don't be doing this in cash game. Agreed. All right, let's move down into the value tier, Tim. Who you got for your value tight end? Yeah, Gerson with the perfect segue, man. Welcome back. Your cash game tight end most likely is going to be Trey McBride. Uh, we talked. Gerson talked about it at the top of the show. There's not a ton of obvious value this week. Probably the most obvious value on the board: Trey McBride, twenty eight hundred. That yeah. Zach Ertz is out. It is a terrible matchup. Baltimore is pretty good against the tight end, but this guy was getting volume even with Zach Ertz. He's going to get even more volume now. Josh Dobbs, this is probably his last week, you know, most likely playing quarterback. He locks into his tight ends. So, you know, he's going to get five, six, seven targets at 2,800. You just can't beat that price. Yeah, and the good thing about him, too, is it's not just a product of Zach Ertz being hurt because he had already started to take over the yeah, job. So I think he's going to be even more involved this week. Uh, so, you know, you're definitely a 2.8. Yeah. You can't go wrong with him. Uh, I have uh, Tyler Conklin at, at 3.2 as a, as a pivot off of him if you want to pivot against the Giants. Conklin yeah. has been quietly getting targeted. He's not scoring a ton because his Jets offense is not good. Uh, but the targets is what you want in a, in a tight end, especially if you're going to pay down at tight end. He's getting the targets there so he can fall into the end zone and pay off his salary. Uh, I think McBride's where I'm going to go if I'm going to go cheap. But if you want to pivot, uh, I think Conklin's a pretty solid option. And I know we're trying to move fast, Jeff, but like I have to mention this. Um, the more I look at it, let's say Trey McBride, 2800 you're trying to save salary, and then you do the double, double tight end. I mean, to give you an idea, Hopkinson's own 15.8. Travis Kelsey's own 15.4. We did we talk about Jake Ferguson? I don't think that was my next play. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Uh, Oh, he's 3,600. That's why I was like Evan Ingram, uh, 11.8%. So we have six tight end and double digit on a slate. That's double tight end week right there. Go ahead and talk about about Ferg here. 
Yeah, I just think that he's a good kind of mid-range play that nobody's really going to play. Or I say mid-range at 3,600 because that's usually where I like to play tight ends. But he's 800 more than McBride, and I think he gets a much better matchup at home against the Rams who are, you know, do give up a good number of points to tight end. Uh, Let me look at my sheet here. They give up four and a half points above the average for a tight end. So... I mean, I think that's going to be one of the ways that Dallas is going to try and move the ball here. Um, you know, he gets a lot of end zone targets for a tight end, especially at his price. So at 3,600, you know, five for 40 and a touchdown, he's smashing McBride, yeah. right? And I think that's really what this is, is if you're not playing McBride and you're not going up to <laughs> Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, like who are you going to play in the middle and why? Yeah. Right? So like if you're playing a Dak stack, I think Ferguson makes a lot of sense. I like it. I like it. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs. Running backs. All right, uh, Tim, kick us off here in the elite tier. Yeah, so I just want to tell you guys uh, straight off, uh, I do not think it is a two tight end week. And the reason for that is because there are so many good running backs this week. There are seriously 10 running backs that I think you can play which is just insane. Um, I think there are probably two or three running backs that are going to be by far the highest owned. And probably near the top of that list is going to be Alvin Kamara, right? This dude has just been absolutely insane with his usage lately. Unfortunately, his, you know what, efficiency hasn't been that great. But I mean, 13 targets for a running back, that's just, how do you not play that on a PPR site? Yeah. Agreed, 100%. I think we might be losing Tim. In yeah. life or in, in <laughs> Halloween life? <laughs> I think I think we may have lost him. So, Gerson, why don't you uh, take one of your elite guys here? So, um, running back, like Tim said, uh, there's so many good running back plays. But to me, I'm looking at two guys. Well, besides, I mean, it's just the elite plays. Um, CMC, I think people will want to go for the value. People want to go for like the cheaper stuff. But to me, CMC sets up a very, very, very great. I'm going to break the slate. So let's say Brock Purdy's out, right? Let's say that. I even say Brock Purdy's in too. Debo's out. And. The Minnesota Vikings did very good against him. But I don't think the Bengals are going to do as good. I think CMC, as the ownership, as we have him right now, I don't even I, – let me look at the ownership. I, I know it's low. I think one one big key in the why the Vikings uh, did well against him uh, could change this week, and that's Trent Williams being out. He is questionable currently. Uh, I think if if Trent Williams is in, I think CMC could definitely do a lot better versus the Bengals than he did versus the Vikings for sure. So we have CMC at fourteen eight percent, and there's four running backs in front of him. Four running backs, um, one two three, yeah, four running backs in front of him with higher ownership. I think if you ever can get like he is expensive ninety two hundred, but if you want to be different in a GPP. And CMC breaks the slate, then I don't think that that fourteen percent can hold up to. I think it'll get down to like probably ten percent. 
Yeah. A lot of people don't want to pay up for 9200. And I'm going to pay up for 9200 because it's CMC. He can break the slate. Like, let's be honest. On on this slate, there's very few guys that I can think of. Like, there's Tyree, there's Kelsey, and there's CMC. Those three guys can break the slate. Yep. Yep. Maybe Jamar Chase, but we don't. Sometimes with Jamar Chase, like, we're taking a gamble, right? But those three guys for sure can break the slate. If I'm going to gamble on it, I, I really think this Cincinnati game and 49er game is very, like, being overlooked. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Tim, is there anything you wanted to add? Uh, I know you were talking about Kamara earlier. Anything that you didn't get to that you got cut off for? Are you good on that? No. The only, only thing that kind of struck me, and this is obviously small sample size, but he does much better at home than on the road. Yeah. So, again, home road splits can be a little bit noisy. Uh, but he is averaging like 20 points at home and 12 on the road. So that point bothers me a little bit, but I read that he has like a 20% target share with Derek Carr, yeah. uh, just absolutely checking the ball down every opportunity. So as long as Carr is playing, which he is, uh, I'm going to keep playing Kamara and just get the, you know, WR1 usage at a, at a running back. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so my my elite running back that I have, uh, and he's been pretty much a monster workload is all season is Mr. ETN uh, at Pittsburgh yeah. 7.1. He's getting all the targets. He's getting all the carries, you know, all that uh, preseason. He's getting all the touchdowns. He's, yeah, he's getting yeah, everything. He he's really he's really carrying his team right now. I think I kind of thought that it would be T-Law on this offense and a potential uh, MVP p- potential with him, but – yeah. Uh, ETN is basically this team right now. Without ETN, this, this offense is not very good. So I think ETN uh, at Pittsburgh at 7.1 is a, is another great uh, elite tier uh, option. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move down into the mid-tier. And uh, Tim, since you get cut off, I'll let you go here in the mid-tier. I appreciate that because uh, for those who uh, you know pull back the curtain a little bit, I usually fill out my show sheet on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, when I first filled it out, to me, the most mispriced player on the entire slate was Brees Hall. He was originally my lock of the week, uh, but I like to switch it up a little bit for you guys, go with a little something different. So Brees Hall might as well be the lock of the week, guys. He is just underpriced for his role. I don't care about squeaky wheel Dalvin Cook. They're looking to ship his <laughs> ass out. Yeah. They know Dal- or that Brees Hall is the truth. That's where he's going to lead them to You know anywhere they want to go. So. Uh, Giants give up over 140 yards a game on the ground. He's actually gotten pretty decent usage in the past game, too. This is a guy that should be 65, 6,600 at least, and he's 5,900. So, yeah, I don't. I think he is a, a lock in cash and probably going to be, like, what would you say, Gerson, 30% owned in, in GPP, something like that? Yeah, he'll be, he'll be up there for sure. I so, think he's uh, – Oh, yeah. Um, um, are we talking about it, – definitely Brees Hall. Hall, yeah. yeah. Ooh. 19%. I think it'll be higher than that. I'll take that. Bet. Yeah, currently, uh, it's, currently, well, it's, kind of, it's kind, of cra- kind of crazy because I think, man, wow, I didn't see that coming. You guys really think that Tony Pollard is going to be 20% owned? I don't. No, I don't. I don't at all. No. I, I, don't even, I don't even want to play him. Well, see, I, I have Tony Pollard on my sheet. I, I do think he'll be a decent option, but um, only because of the volume. But right. Brees Hall, I love Brees Hall. RG's got him at 31% owned right now. So, um, yeah. I think he's going to be closer to 30% at least. Yep. Gerson, I like it. I like it. Gerson, what you got for the mid-tier? Um, so I, 
I drafted this guy basically every redraft league. Um, and I know we don't care about redraft, but Took this guy's a beast. Like the way he runs, he runs like he's Hercules running through walls, dude. He really does, yeah. Isaiah Pacheco, man. Um, Isaiah Pacheco to me, he's 6,100. Uh, two weeks ago against the Denver Broncos in a game that was just like a, an ugly, it was an ugly game. But I think the the, the Kansas City Chiefs in this game, they want to they want to blow them out. Yeah, they want to blow them out. And once they blow them out, by the time it's the third quarter, they're just going to rely on him to run the ball and give him the carries and get the workload. And uh, to me, Pacheco, sorry, all right. The Denver Broncos defense is allowing a league high 38.4 DraftKings fantasy points per game and a league high 5.68 yards per carry to opposing running back. 38.4. Just imagine that. Like, when was the last time you saw Jeremy Kenning get more than 10 points? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, right? Yeah. 38.4 is a lot. And I know the Denver Broncos have been like, um, oh, I can't say that it's on the show, but they've been <laughs> smacked around a little bit, you know. <laughs> but I love Isaiah Pacheco. I think Isaiah Pacheco is one of the most underrated players in the NFL as a player, not fantasy, but as a player. The guy just plays hard. Mm. At 6.1K, I, one of my GTP players for sure. Yeah, I like yeah. that call. And he's getting a lot of passing down work, too, which he, we didn't think he, he would has. get coming into the season. He's been getting it, so I, I like that a lot. Yeah, only other thing I want to add, and this is something we have not talked about yet, but there is a potential for some real weather on this slate, right? We're now getting to the time of year where you got to check the weather reports, and the current weather report calls for some snow at Mile High this weekend. Mm. So Really? We, yeah, it does. So uh, we always say most weather does not really impact football, right? If it's light wind, light rain, light snow, it doesn't make a big difference. The, the classic example is the famous Shady McCoy game, right? If it's not a foot of snow on the field, not a big difference. But if this does become a snowy mess, Pacheco becomes an even better play. Agreed. So I think, yeah, one of those watch the weather games. Was, he could, was that the Eagles-Lion game you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think the, so. Yeah, I yeah, that, game. Was, that game was awesome. Yep. Yeah, where they like had to like scoop the snow out of the helmets. Just <laughs> yeah. if it's not that, I don't think it makes a big difference. But definitely keep an eye on the weather. Agreed. All right, so my mid tier guy, he's been kind of etn light. He's been getting a ton of work as well. Last week he had eighteen opportunities. Before that he had twenty opportunities. Before that he had twenty three opportunities. Plays in a really, really good offense. Mr. DeAndre Swift at 6.3 at Washington. That workload makes him pretty much game script proof. I know Washington's got a pretty good run defense, but, uh, and I know people are going to say, oh, well, you know, Hertz gets the the, the goal line touches, and he does, but Swift gets the red zone work. So if he can score from five yards out and if they can just keep it from getting into the one or two yard range, we might be okay. Uh, He got to score from five yards out. So DeAndre Swift is my guy at 6.3. Um, so we still got a bunch of mid-tier guys. Um, let's just talk about uh, let's talk about one more, uh, Gerson. Give me one more of your mid-tier guys. So so Gladys actually lives in Denver, I believe. Well, yeah. she's right next to the area. And then shot, she just said, winter storm warning here. Winter storm warning. When you get a warning, six, I think six the weather is correct. Six to 14 inches. Yeah. yeah. Six to 14 inches is what she's saying. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so to me, it, it, it's more of a game script. Ramondi Stevenson, um, it, it, 5,400 against Miami. Miami's going to blow them out. If you really look at Miami, the team they struggled against is good opponents. The team they whooped the hell out of them <laughs> is team that sucks. And New England Patriots, well, they're not good. They suck. And Ramondi Stevenson is the pass-catching running back there. He's the guy that's going to get the pass-catching role. I mean, it used to be James White. It used to be I, I, they had like 30 different pass catching running back in like t- the last 28 years of Tom Brady's life. Yeah. But um, it's going to be reminded Stevenson, 5,400. It, it, it's crazy because I look at it and I was like, oh, well, Ramondi is going to catch ball. Maybe he gets 50 yards rushing and then let's see what he gets on receiving. And then I looked at the ownership. It was 3.9%. I was like, what? Yeah. I'm like, no way this is right. Because at 5,400, but then I look at it, I'm like, oh, well, that, well, that kind of makes sense. When Brees Hall is 19%, when Joe Joe Mixon, it, we haven't even talked about Joe Mixon, have we? Yeah, Mixon. no, we haven't. Go ahead. When Joe Mixon is 5,800, and it is Ramondre at 5,400, okay, well, I'm going to take a gamble on Ramondre. I think... Yeah. This guy can get 20 points in that game environment. If you look at all the games that Miami been involved in, it's just been fantasy god, like fantasy god yeah. points, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, one of the stats I had is that uh, Miami basically, you know, other than Denver, right, They opponents always go over their total, right? So whatever their projected total is, they average like four, I think it's four points, and then the other one is eight. Right. So just whatever their total is, tack on four extra points. And that's how many they're probably going to give up. Yeah. Good call. Uh, one last mid-tier guy. I just want to mention him is uh, Jonathan Taylor. We finally saw him get back yeah. to his workload last week. Uh, he had 18 carries, four targets. So you took him at 22 opportunities uh, versus New Orleans at 6.2. If he gets that usage again, you know, continues to get that usage. We know how good he can be. So I think he's too cheap right now. Yeah. I was going to say, Kirsten, what do you have Jonathan Taylor's ownership at? Because I have more. I have a couple couple sites that are different here. Because uh, I think if he ends up coming in like under 15, especially under 10%. RG's got John- him. Oh, he's definitely under that for sure. RG's got uh, him at John- 14. John- Jonathan Taylor is at, is at 9.3. Wow. Okay. I think that is an excellent play at that ownership, man. Like, I think he's going to be oh, the guy that skips over. Because, like, like, you're going to play Brees, right? You're probably going to play Pacheco. People are going to skip over Jonathan Taylor in that range. And, like, I think he's just going to pivot as any of those guys. Yeah. Speaking of skip over, we don't have a value tier. We have no value running backs to talk about. No, Um, no. And and just real quick, the only thing I'll add here is, like I said, I had 10 running backs I think were viable. None of them were under 5,800. Yeah. So I agree. I think this is Gerson actually put on the sheet. Like Brees Hall is your value. You don't need to go down lower than that. Like just, just go with the studs this week. Yep. Gerson does have B. John Robinson just because he loves B. John Robinson. I don't know if it's really a good player or not, but he just loves Hey, <laughs> hey, take it easy on me. Take it easy on me. Last week was a heartbreak, dude. <laughs> yeah. Let me have my... <laughs> Tell me about it. He is on my shit list, honestly, right now, right? So like B. John Robinson and then Josh Jacobs. I'm yeah. not playing those guys again until they're like 5K. <laughs> agreed, agreed. All right, let's get to the receivers. 
And now, wide receivers. Receivers. Uh, all right, Tim, why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, I want to talk about Tyreek Hill because I think this is one of the funniest stories of the whole week. So he comes in the week and he's like, got a little hip issue. And then Tua gets up on stage and he's like, oh man, we have, I have to get used to playing without Tyreek. And then Tyreek's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know that I can remember. Wait, it is true? Yeah. yeah, it's 100% true. So apparently Tyreek is good to go. He's going to play Sunday. He's not in any way inhibited. He's completely off the injury report now. So I don't know if this is just gamesmanship. He has historically not played super well against the New England Patriots. But a big reason earlier this year was because Christian Gonzalez and he's out. So I I think this could be one of those games where they were like, okay, let's see if, you know, you're going to put together a last minute game plan for Tyreek. But I think anytime Tyreek's been on the on the slate this year, you just kind of got to play. Got to play. Right. So uh, this week, especially if Darnold goes, I think there's enough value where you're going to pay up for one of those CMC Tyree kill kind of players. Uh, you know, it's, it's Gerson. It's your old favorite kind of lineup construction stars and scrubs, right? Feels like yeah, stars and scrubs this week. So yeah, yeah if, you're, buddy. if you're paying up, man, he's one of those pay up spots for sure. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Plus I just want to leave Ger- Gerson, all of the Eagles. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, take it easy, buddy. Yeah. So go ahead and um, go ahead and take one of your, your guys here, Gerson, what you got for your elite. No, I actually do love Tyreek Hill. I will say that. Um, just to add on to that, Hill is averaging 28.4 drafting points per game. That's 20% better than like closest yeah. wide receiver on this slate. Yeah. That's crazy. 20%. Think about it. And the next guy I'm going to mention is A.J. Brown. Yeah. A.J. Brown. I mean, the Washington Commanders struggle against one-on-one. Like single yeah. cover, like man on man. They oh, not single cover. It's man on man. Sorry, man on man. They struggle with that. Just imagine AJ Brown, the monster he is against man on man. DJ yeah. Moore, and I said this in the beginning. DJ Moore had what? It was, it was like two hundred and th- yeah. it was <laughs> he had like two hundred uh, yards, one hundred and seventy by halftime or something. Yeah, I was gonna say, but he had a AJ Brown had one hundred and seventy five yards the last time they played. Forty one DraftKings points. Yeah, like he two. just absolutely owns this team. So like I don't I don't, I don't really need to speak anymore. Like it's just AJ Brown. That's that's yeah. who he. And the thing and the thing is like when AJ Brown spoke up, give me more talk. And apparently yeah. every every wide receiver unless. I mean, unless your name is Elijah Moore, and you say, give me more target, guess what? You're not going to get him because John <laughs> Watson can say, yeah, my pussy hurt. I'm not going to play. <laughs> and that's it. You know, he's not going to play. You're going to have P.J. Walker throwing you the ball, and Elijah Moore, you're not going to get the ball. But when there's A.J. Brown, hey, I want the ball, he's going to get the ball. When there's Jamar Chase, I want the ball, you're going to get the ball. When elite wide receivers, real elite wide receivers say they want the ball, they get the ball. And that's it. Yep. And and yeah. I, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm I think this could be a slate breaker for AJ yeah. Brown. Yeah, he's borderline lock of the week territory. Yep, agreed. All right, we'll mention the other couple of elite guys we had there. Uh, Gerson's got CD Lamb and Jamar Chase in the elite tier as well, and I agree with on both of those. We talked about Chase yeah. a little bit already when we talked about Burrow. Um, we have a, a shit ton. ton of mid-tier receivers here, Tim. So why don't you pick one of those guys? Well, how about you give Gerson the drop? 
Oh, yeah, let's do that. We'll get him to drop. Lock, lock it, it in. in. Go ahead, Gers. Give us your, your lock of the week. To me, Terry McLaurin, I keep going back to this game because I really truly believe this game can shoot out. Yep. Terry McLaurin is going to get peppered with target because Sam Howell is the king of garbage time. It used to be Minshew Mania. Yep. It used to be Minshew. But Terry McLaurin is just going to get peppered with target in this game. Because I do believe the Eagles will go up by like at least 14 points by the time it's second half. And they're just going to be chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. And McLaurin, to me, the price is just incredible. Yeah. 5300 5300 He's coming at 9% ownership. I, I just couldn't, like, that's the way I'm going to get my stack. Yeah. Get it back with him. And history has proven that Terry McCoy does very well against them. He does. In the last three games against them, 16 points, 23 points, 19 points. He, he shined. And now we're getting him at 5,300. In those last three games, well, the last time he played, we were 5,300, 5,900, 6,400. So now we're getting him in what? I would say a higher total. I'm going to go after Ty McLaurin as my lock of the week. And the reason why I, th- I said this before the show started, Terry McCorn is a, I don't want to give you the highest own lock of the week. I want to give you a player that's different. Like you can get there, you know, nine yep. for 9.5% ownership. I'm going after him, man. It, it, I, I've always been, uh, I know he doesn't like this name. Um, yeah, there it is uh, in the chat. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> F1. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I love the guy. He's just a good. He he's a good player. But I mean, in Dynasty, me and Jeff know this. We want to sell him because he's getting older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Sam. What you got for your mid tier? Yeah. Well, we talked about Jordan Addison earlier. Uh, I think this is our our pricing special of the week. Uh, another one of those players I think is underpriced, so I'm going to want heavy exposure. Uh, I love Jordan Addison this week. Um, I'm going to real quick talk about another guy because I don't see either of y'all have him. Um, And that's the Jacksonville receivers, right? I think both are in play, but in different ways, right? I think Christian Kirk is the one that has the better, like, projectable outcome, right? I think, like, if you're playing cash and you're looking for a receiver in here, like, I think it's Christian Kirk. The thing I like about Ridley is it's purely a matchup, right? What we saw last week was it wasn't Cooper Cup in the slot that got all the targets. It was Puka on the side. Right. And I think it's going to be the same thing this week. Right. Christian Kirk is going to get his volume, but I think this could be a Ridley week. Right. And so they play a lot of single high, which means he's going to get a lot of one on one coverage on the outside. If he can take advantage of it like Puka did last week, he's fifty eight hundred. He's cheaper than Christian Kirk now. So they're basically daring you to play Calvin Ridley. So I don't know what you have his ownership at. It's probably going to be super low because really a lot of people are completely out on him. I understand why. I think that's what makes a perfect GPP play. If he puts up a 25 like Puka did, like, you know, he's an absolute smash. Yeah. Oh, boy. 2.4%. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like we always say, what makes a good GPP play, right? Is the percentage of the time that he appears in the optimal lineup 
greater than his ownership percentage, right? And I would say yes. And, and I agree with you. You know what I always like to say to myself that people always think about? What have you done for me lately? Yes. But I always, I always think about it the other way. What can you do for me now? Yeah. Yep. How about that? Hey, Big Lebowski, what do you think? You keep grabbing that beard a little bit. What do you think? Like, I, I, are we on point, or what are we doing here? We're, we're doing good, man. I'm. It's it's the Halloween. It's the Halloween show. We're just we're, just keep going. You know what I mean? We're we're we're, we're doing all right. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Zay Flowers. Uh, we've talked about pretty much all the Ravens at this point. I talked about Mandrews. Talked about L. Jacks. Flowers is the other guy in the offense that you want. Uh, for some reason, they can't you know increase his price. He's still five point six. Got a great matchup versus Arizona. He kind of hangs in that range. He gets a ton of targets. Uh, if he would score some more touchdowns, he'd probably have a higher price point. But he's not doing that right now. But you know what? You're getting six, seven, eight, sometimes eleven targets a game. Uh, I'll take uh, Zay Flowers in this mid tier at all day long at five point six. He was my draft yeah. crush in Dynasty. Uh, I've got him in a bunch of my leagues. I've loved watching him sort of become this number one receiver here for the Ravens, and so far he's paying off. So uh, Zay Flowers versus Arizona for sure. Gerson, give us another one of your mid-tier. So I, I'm responding to a comment in the chat room. Um, so a game, I'm, I, a game I'm, I'm on, now a lot of people aren't, is definitely the Texans game. Yeah. I like that game, and I'm going to go to Nico Collins. Yeah, yeah, I like I, it. I think he's going to get peppered with target, Carolina Panthers, it doesn't matter which way you roll, whether it's Nathaniel Daniel or Nico Collins against the Carolina Panthers, and we've seen it. Like um, the Texans are not a running team like they used to be. Like, and everybody expected that, right? Like they expected that with uh, what's the name? Um, what's the head coach name? Oh, uh, you would ask me this right now. <laughs> I just, I can't. You're the, you're, I, I you're know. The I just, I literally just drew a blank when you asked me. It was like I knew it before you said it, and then I just drew a blank, and I can't think of his name. D'Amico Ryan's. No, but yes, um, yeah. but D'Amico Ryan, D'Amico Ryan. So, Forty Niners head coach. Like you would think, like he take the system. No, dude. Like they just been passing the ball. Chuck the ball it, everywhere. It, it, yeah. They've been passing the ball, and I think that's the way it's gonna happen. Like I think Nico Collins. Like Nico had big game this year. Many big game. Yep, he's in the league like, receiver. I think now he's in that. He's and he's fifty five hundred. Um, so 12, 12 point last week, which is not a big game, but he had a a thirty eight point game against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a thirty point game against the Indianapolis Colts. I think this week against the Carolina Panthers, and he has, I believe, a top ten matchup. There, I I think to me. At 10% ownership, I'm going to take a gamble on him. Yeah. I like it. All right, I'm going to just mention a couple of the guys that we still have on the mid-tier because we have a shit ton. I had Garrett Wilson. Uh, I yep. also had Nico Collins yep. as well. Uh, George Pickens at 5.6. Tim had him. Um, yep. And let's see. Gerson's got Drake London listed there. And uh, Rashi Rice uh, is all good plays. I, I like all those as well. We'll move down into the, to the value tier here. Um, and I'll let you go first, Tim. Yeah, I'm going to go with Josh Downs. I think we all have him, and for good reason. Yeah. You, oh, attract, yeah. you uh, attack New Orleans Saints via the slot, right? We expect Lattimore. He's not the same Lattimore, but he's still probably going to, you know, try and lock down Michael Pittman. Uh, but the thing about Josh Downs is, like, that's Minshew's guy, right? Like, I feel like he just kind of looks up and looks for Josh Downs sometimes. So 
you know, his, I, I was reading, he was getting wide receiver 12 usage since Gardner Minshew has become the quarterback. Yeah. And he's like wide receiver 25 in terms of pricing, like just a total mismatch in terms of usage versus price. You guys know every week I read the fantasy points XF, uh, XFP report. I put it in my weekly thread and Josh Downs absolutely smashes the XFP report. So, uh, yeah. Whether I play Minshew or not, I'm playing Josh Downs. And I think uh, I think Marshawn Lattimore is probably going to line up over on Pittman. If I if I that's what I meant, yeah, yeah. I, he's going to see Pittman. I don't know if he's going to shadow. It may be more of a fifty fifty kind of thing. Right. But either way, it benefits Downs. Agreed. Agreed. So in 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 Gardner Minshew three starts, Josh Downs has have has 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 averaged uh, seventeen point eight fantasy point per game. Michael Pittman eighteen point six. Um, Dallas has faced two of the top three toughest slot defense over this stretch. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting like to say that I, I just don't see a better value in Josh Down than a lot of other wide receivers, honestly. Yep. yep. Agreed. Um, all right. So I'm going to talk about a guy that uh, I mentioned for Gerson's mid-tier, but I have him as a value at 5,000, Rashi Rice uh, at Denver. We talked about how bad the Denver offense, our Denver defense is. And and Rashi Rice has quietly become the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. Now I I specify wide receiver because the number one receiver is Travis Kelsey, uh, but he is averaging now sixty percent of the snaps. Uh, he leads all of their uh, receivers in wide receivers in touchdowns. Uh, he had more targets, more receptions than any of the receivers last week uh, in that game. So he has quietly become the number one. And at five K in an offense with Patrick Mahomes against a defense like the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think he's a pretty viable uh, value play for me uh, at at his price point. Yeah, and call and call me out, call me out in like a couple weeks when I say this. But I think Rasheed Rice is special. I really do. I think the guy's just he getting know the Andy Reid system. He's a he's a good side wide receiver, and he's just learning. He's getting chemistry with Patrick Mahomes, like. We had, oh, and Jeff knows this. I was the biggest fast guy more. It didn't work out. Yeah. It didn't work out. And it, no. it, screwed, it screwed me because in Dynasty, I was all over him. Yeah. yeah. But Richie Rice is proving it. Every yeah. week, he gets more snack, more workload. So I definitely agree with Jeff on that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, they, they were trying to replicate Tyreek Hill with going McCole Hardman, Sky Moore. They wanted those small, fast guys. And then yeah. they said, uh, we'll try the we'll try this guy here. He's not quite they as traded fast, for me, Hardman. They traded. Yeah. To get him what back. I was to say, what about trading for Kadarius Tony? <laughs> yes. And then him looking like, oh, Tony's going to be the guy. I have so many best ball shares of Kadarius Tony that are just absolute yep. trash, right? Now. Yep. Good stuff. Oh man, I I traded all my shares of Kadarius Tony. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fly through some of the last receivers here. Is this, yep. is, there, is there one you guys want to mention specifically, or just let me mention those guys? No, I was just going to say Kendrick Bourne. You keep playing him until Juju comes back. Yeah, good call. Uh, Brandon Powell is in there. Curtis Samuel at 4.2. I have uh, Deontay Johnson, who looked pretty decent in his first game back last week. Uh, should get, continue to get targets against Jacksonville. Uh, Tank Dell, we mentioned that the, the Houston Texans chucked the ball over the field. Tank Dell's back and healthy. Uh, and those are the value receivers. Let's go ahead and get now into the defenses. Defense, 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 defense. And for the first time in the show's history, we might be we're gonna do a double drop here on the defenses. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. 
Oh, man. So I almost put my one good last week as the Ravens because I told everyone, pay up for the Ravens defense. They're only $100 more than the Chiefs. And what happened? The Ravens defense absolutely smashed, right? This week is another week you want to pay for a defense. Find the 2900 to play the Atlanta Falcons, okay? They are going to get Will Levis at quarterback. (laughs) This guy is not good, okay? I'm sorry, Alex. Or anyone else who believed that he should have been a top four pick. This dude is trash. He can't beat out Ryan Tannehill. They were thinking about maybe starting Malik Willis over him. Okay, the Falcons are going to absolutely tear his ass apart. So at 2900 they are underpriced. Just figure out a way to pay for them and then figure out the rest of your lineup. Yeah, that's that's a good call. And I think they're going to uh, – are they still talking about playing both quarterbacks? They're going to mix in uh, Malik yeah. Willis too. It's that, gonna... That's even more an indictment <laughs> yeah. against Will Levis, right? Yep. Like we don't even think you can run the whole game plan. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awful for sure. Go ahead and give us your uh, <laughs> tournament lineups as well, your defenses as well. Yeah, the other one is uh, I did have the Bengals uh, just because if Sam Darnold does play, he can still revert to old Sam Darnold and they're 2,200. So I think it's good – uh, leverage off probably the highest owned play on the slate. And then the other one is the Seahawks, which I think I was happy to see Gerson had as well. They've been pretty quietly one of the better defenses this year. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They're averaging like 11 points a game. Uh, and they're getting, what's his name? Um, PJ Walker again, which he hasn't been super turnover prone, but they do a lot of uh, pressure on the, on the quarterback. Yeah. So I, I think Falcons are the lock, uh, but Seahawks have already had a 30 point game this year. So I think that they could, you know, we have, they could be somebody you could pay up for this week. Now, Garrison, I want to ask you something here because Tim just mentioned it and I'm curious to your thoughts. Can you play Sam Darnold and the Bengals defense in the same lineup? Because Sam Darnold could get you 14 points, which is three times value, but still throw two interceptions and take a few sacks and the Bengals at 2.2 still pay off their value as well. Can you that happened both? with Gardner Minshew. Was it last week? Last week, two yep. weeks or two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, last week. I mean, it depends what kind of player you are. Like, like in DFS, like probably not GPP because I don't know if I'm right. playing. Yeah, their upside. Yeah, not you there. want all the correlation in GPP for yeah. cash? I think it's fine. Yeah, I think cash. Uh, they- yeah, for cash, that's fine. I mean, honestly, um, I, I see what Tim's saying. Like, yeah, you, you. I mean, you can do that, but like. Sometimes it's just you have to trust your instinct, and yeah. for sure, I, I believe it's I, it's possible. Yeah, it's like pretty I think, much. I think both things possible. could happen. They think they both could hit their value with at their cheap price points. If it's just it's all about value, right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I had one defense that we hadn't talked about yet. Vikings at Green Bay, uh, 2.5. If they play anything the way they played this last week against the 49ers, which I don't think they will, um, but we know Jordan Love has not looked good the last couple of weeks. Uh, there could be some turnovers there. So uh, at 2.5, I think the Vikings are also in play. But the Falcons are the lock. They're the cash game. They're the, you know, if, if you can get to the Falcons, get to the Falcons. So I, I like that, that play a lot. So, so nobody liked my defense? He, he named all your defenses. He named I all, oh, I guess except you, for the Broncos. The Broncos. I'm not playing the Broncos. Yeah, you, are oh, you, I'm playing the Broncos. Let's let's hear it. Talk about the Broncos. You're gonna. No, take I'm playing the Broncos. The reason why I'm playing the Broncos. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He's thrown an interception. The Broncos yeah. are two thousand. Like that's the cheapest. 
I can't That's pull the cheapest that. you can get on value. I can't pull right. that so, trigger. You should have put that in okay, the second. Okay, call. I understand the Mahomes <laughs> will get the Chief will get their point. Yeah. And everything. Two thousand on yeah. a slate that you don't have a lot of value you, yeah. saves a lot of money. I agree. But I just don't think they have any upside. Like the best case scenario is they give you a six and then you have to hit on every other spot anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I can't do it. I think there's too many better options. Well, I think I I'd rather take a gamble on defense before tight end, wide receiver, running backs, and all that. Sure, but we're talking about two hundred dollars though. Like I think the Bengals are much better at two hundred dollars more than the Broncos. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying they're not, but like, I mean, what if? All right, we'll see, man. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I, I let me caveat this by saying you run hundred and fifty lineups. You run 150 lineups, it makes sense to have some exposure to the Broncos. Yeah. But I think if you're a smaller player and you're not running 150, I think you can get your defensive. Oh, not for cash game. You're not going to play him. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Even Even like a 20 max, I wouldn't play the Broncos. Yeah. I don't think 150, I think you get a little, a little crazy. Yes, this is the same sit call all over again. Yeah. I feel like it's deja fucking boo, man. John John knows. He knows his history. He knows where the sit call came from here, from the Saints I, call. I swear, it's like I just went back in time. Broncos are about to put up. Broncos. Broncos about just to have like. in the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. 100% Broncos, y'all. Oh, my God. The fact, the, fact, the fact we're all arguing on the fucking position that nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's get through our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. We need to go prime for this. We need to go prime for this. Let's go. Let's yeah. go prime. Let's yeah. go prime. Go ahead, prime. You've Back already the week. you've already given your stack because you talked about every single one of these guys. Hey, hey, hey. Don't let them know. Don't let them know. <laughs> go ahead. Give us your stack, Prime. All right, guys. I talked about it a little bit. But are you ready for it? Here's the cheat code. And I, I guarantee you, if you match one player of my sick call of the week, you can get this stack. All right. Jalen Hurt, A.J. Brown, Goddard, and McLaurin. That's my stack of the week. Yeah. That's a solid stack. That's what I wanted to go with until I saw you had it, so I couldn't, I couldn't I steal it. Too. Yeah, I love that. I love that stack. Tim, what you got? Yeah, I'm gonna. I told you guys I really like Kittle this week. Uh, if I if Darnold plays, assuming Darnold plays, I'm gonna have some exposure both in cash and tournaments. My favorite stack with him is George Kittle and bringing it back with Jamar Chase. Good stuff. I like it. I like it. And I had a hard time finding a stack. I really did, and I just settled on this stack. And I don't particularly like it, to be honest with you. Um, I just I had a hard time finding any guys to bring back on the other side. So I went with the Mahomes, Kelsey, Rashi Rice, and I put Sutton on there. But honestly, I think if I'm doing the stack, I'm just doing the the KC side and I'm not yeah. going to play a comeback. Um, but if you wanted to, you could play Sutton. I think he's five point three. I like Sutton. Yeah, yeah Sutton, okay. Sutton's not too bad. I just I don't know if the upside is there. I guess I could see it in, in junk time if, if they're down, in, you know, in the fourth quarter and Russ is throwing the ball. You know, well, you know what Deep Mick would say? Don't trade for Jerry Judy. <laughs> yes. He's not worth it. He's the third wide receiver. And he's, he's so far he has been. Yeah. He and he proved that he was right too, because that's all he's been since he's uh, since he said that. Yeah, but Steve Smith also said that Cooper Cooper Cup with the best wide receiver. And I'm just kidding. He is right. Yeah, he was correct on that as well. Yeah. All right, let's get to our sick calls. And now the sick call of the week. 
So Gerson's already apparently the sick call of the week is the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> I was just gonna say Gerson's already given his sick call of the week. He gets three this week. He already has the Denver Broncos, and then he's got two guys listed here. So go ahead and give us your two sick calls, Gerson. Hey man. Stop hating. <laughs> All right, guys. The way you're gonna make this roster work with my stack of the week and everything. And then you pick like I'm giving you out the roster. I'm just, I'm giving you a roster out here. And you put Breeze Hall, maybe Joe Mixon, everything in there. Um, I don't think nobody knows this guy, but his name is Demario Douglas. Yeah. Pop Douglas. Wide receiver for the New England Patriots. This guy is like a freaking mini Tyreek Hill. Special <laughs> okay. team player. But he can also catch the ball and make plays a little bit. But I love this guy. Like I, I, I was on him for a lot of dynasty league. Oh no, we don't care about dynasty league in this league and <laughs> this podcast. But he is thirty three hundred. Give you an idea. I have him at nine point seven projected point. That's three point. I hate these glasses. Now I'm getting hiccups. <laughs> oh, this sucks. First show. Two point nine percent value. Two point nine value. I mean, I, I like this guy. Like I, I, I used to fall. I like, like when I and Jeff knows this. In Dynasty, you have to deep, dig deep, deep, like dig deep. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I like this guy. 3,300 against the Miami Dolphins. They're going to have to play catch-up. They're going to have to play catch-up. I'm telling you, this guy might get points. But guess what, guys? I have another sick call <laughs> because I've been missing for seven weeks. Jeff, you can't cut me off, dude. You can't <laughs> cut me off. You can't You can't say, hold on. I'm going to go with Dion. I'm going to play the music. You can't say that this show has been running very long. <laughs> Okay, you can't say the show been very running long because guess what? I am the show. <laughs> I am the show, and I'm back. <laughs> All right, you tune in to see me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Traylon Burks came back from injury. Hasn't been doing very well very lately. Well, actually, he hasn't played in about three weeks. Guess what, guy? He's back. Full persistence. 30 practice, 3,900. Hold on. Yeah, prime time glasses said 3,900. 3,900. I'm telling you guys. Uh, Will Levis, while Tim might hate him a little bit, I don't hate him. I think I, I think the guy, hmm, he's he, he waiting for Ryan Tannehill time to run out. Against the Atlanta Falcons? Hey, Atlanta Falcons has. I think they have a very good underrated defense. I would have given that. But Traylon Burke at 3,900? Hey, if he gets 40 catches, 50 yards, I'm good. I'm good with that. Plenty of targets. Those are my two stick calls a week. Jeff, I'm sorry, dude. I'm running a little long, but guess what? I just gave you two stick calls for the last seven weeks. (laughs) There you go. We like it. All right. Prime time. Tim, your your stick call was the one value running back that I had. I had to take him off my list because I stole your stick call last week. 
Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to do it to you two weeks in a row. So go ahead and give us your sick call. I here. appreciate that. Yeah, I actually had this guy as a value too, and I couldn't come up with a sick call, so I moved him a sick call. So he said during the running back segment, you don't really need to pay down at running back this week. But if there's one guy I might take a flyer on, it's Devin Singletary. He gets the best possible matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Everybody wants to play Damian Pierce, but he has not looked good. Mm. And last week, mm. finally, Devin Singletary got the higher snap percentage. We know he's the better pass catcher. They've actually been using him a little bit uh, when they get in inside the five and especially inside the 20. I think that, they, you know, what we uh, if you guys check out the flow chart, right, that I post every week, uh, Carolina has given up nine top running back performances in seven games. Okay. So it is possible that both of these guys can get, uh, you know, get their value. Uh, If Singletary gets more than 15, especially if he approaches 20, uh, then he, you know, he could basically fit in everybody else. So I'm not calling it right. I'm not saying he's going to get you 20, but you know, he could get you say 14 to 16. And if one of those other guys we talked about bus, you hit it on every other spot, man, that could be your way to the top. I love it. I love that call. All right. So my sit call. So typically, if you've watched the show a lot, y'all know that I usually like these receivers that are super cheap that could break off Homer. a deep play and, and score a touchdown and pay off their salary on one play. Well, this week, I have a receiver that's the exact opposite. He is not a type of player that's going to break off some big play and pay off his salary. He's going to get there on volume, and I think he's going to get the volume because Debo Samuel is out, and Jawan Jennings at 3.8 will get the targets. He had nine oh targets last week. Nine yeah. targets. Uh, it was tied Ayuk for the team <laughs> league last week. Uh, like I said, he's not going to break the big one, but if he can get enough targets to pay up that 3.8, uh, and he's the, he's kind of the guy that uh, Purdy looks for a lot on third down as well. He's a third down receiver. He's got great hands. He's a big receiver at 3.8. Uh, whether it's Purdy or Darnold, I think he's going to be a viable option at uh, you know to pay off his salary. Has I think he can break a big one. I, I, it's possible anybody can break a big one, but he's he is not fast. He's not going to juke anybody <laughs> he's out. Fast. He's basically uh, he's he's the you know, like those tight ends we always say that like to catch it and fall down. That's yeah. that's Jawan Jennings. Okay. Catch it and fall down, basically get the first down and get down. So, but I think he can get there on volume with Debo Samuel being out. So at three point eight, he's viable for me this week. Yep. All right, that wraps up the sixth annual. I went back and looked. We've actually done six Halloween shows. Uh, the sixth annual show. Gerson, I want to thank you for, for spending yes. time with us today. Uh, it was good to get you back on the show. We haven't had a show. We haven't had a show run. Uh, we're in an hour and 20 minutes, 20 minutes. All, all year. And uh, you, you come no, back. No, no, just, just say it, Jeff. Just say it. Just say, it. say the words. We're running a little too long on this show. <laughs> running too running, I apologize. Running a long. We got we to gotta move it along. Yeah. So, yeah. Appreciate everybody in the chat as well for hanging out. I know it's a late night. Sorry, I got off work late, so I had to have a late show. Uh, appreciate all y'all, you know, hanging out and, and watching the show. And, and hopefully uh, we have a good a good weekend and, and crush this DFS thing. Um, I do yeah. want to plug one well, last time. Done. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's back, baby. He's back. Uh, I, I want to plug one last time our, our contest. It's a charity contest for DFS. It is free to enter. Uh, donations are encouraged in any amount. Uh, you can find all the details at goingfor2.com backslash toys. Uh, we're raising money in the past. I've just donated the money to Toys for uh, Toys for Tots. This year, I'm actually going to take the money and go on a shopping spree and actually buy the toys and then donate them to Toys for Tots. So uh, have a little bit That's more fun awesome. with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Andre Johnson Lambert. <laughs> That's it for all yeah. I know. Older fans. Older fans, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. 
All right, fellas. Uh, let's go around the room real quick uh, and plug what you got going on. Gerson, I know you're not doing much these days, but uh, what you got going on, man? Uh, you can find me at, well, at FantasyGGFS. But you can actually find me at um, my team getting their ass kicked by the Utah Utes. That's all I care about because I'm a Utah fan. It's just, just a costume. <laughs> it's just a costume. But no, much love. Hey, Jeff, thank you for having me again. Tim, you know I love you, man. You guys, you guys know you guys are my homies forever. Um, hey, everybody else, thank you. Thank you. I can't appreciate you guys enough. But hey, on Sunday, they don't know that. They don't know it. But tune in for the answer to the test. All right, good stuff. Kristen's yeah. crashing the yeah. show. Yeah, Emu and I want to give a shout out to all of our fans out there. We really appreciate y'all tuning in to see the show. Uh, tonight's show, of course, was sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. <laughs> and uh, yeah, of course, uh, join the DFS roundtable. Check out my weekly thread where I gather all the best info from around the web and put it in one place for you. Yep, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Uh, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. Please check out the, the, the charity contest going for two dot com backslash toys. And if you're not already in the discord, it is in the Twitter pr- uh, profile and also at going for two dot com. And uh, for for Limo, Emu and Doug for Dion Sanders. I am the dude. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you later. Lock, Lock it. it in. <laughs> Go Pack Go! Peace! Great show. (laughs)